0: Welcome to Straight Guy Queer Eye. I'm your host, Paul Yen. We're on episode number 11. We always start off with an important ethics statement that I want to make clear to everybody. Being straight gives me privileges that the queer community does not get. I will never fully understand the trauma, the drama, and all the other homophobic, bigoted, dumb shit that queer folks deal with on a day-to-day basis. I'm not an expert in queer culture. I'm also not a therapist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, or a doctor. As host of the Straight Guy Queer Eye podcast, I'm here to introduce people to shows that I love and that I enjoy. More importantly, I'm here to listen and to learn about the queer community, and I hope to pass that knowledge on to like-minded people who want to make some sort of difference in the queer community, their own community, and in their own lives. Ten queens remain. Nicole Page Brooks went home last week. Her parting lipstick message was, Be safe, bitch. I don't know what they have to be safe from, but hey, be safe. Mini challenge. This week's mini challenge is an eating challenge. The queens are blindfolded, they're given something to eat, and they have to guess whether it's chicken or what, as in something else. Then, while blindfolded, Rue tells them what they're actually eating. Raven shades Mystique by saying that Mystique will finally win a challenge because she's a big queen. She's clearly the villain of the season. Full disclosure. I actually didn't remember that this was one of the mini challenges. I'm not a fan of these types of challenges in shows, and I'm definitely not a fan of this challenge on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I'm glad they haven't done it since. At least, I don't think they have. The first thing they ate was not chicken. It was bull testicles. The second thing they ate was soy chicken. And the third thing that they ate were frog legs. At that point, there was a three-way tie between Mystique, Pandora, and Morgan. The three were then given a final dish of chicken, rabbit, alligator, and deep-fried cow brains. And the first two queens to finish the plate wins the mini-challenge. The first to finish was Mystique. The second to finish was Morgan McMichaels, despite puking. Which means they will be the team captains for the maxi-challenge where they will be shooting a commercial for Disco, Extra Greasy Shortening. I had no idea what shortening was, but shortening is basically any fat that is solid at room temperature. Fat in solid form used in baking. Look at that. You're listening to the podcast and you're learning about baking too. Team Mystique will be doing a fried fish filet commercial. Uh, The team, of course, is Mystique, Pandora, jujubee tatiana and jessica wilde while team morgan mcmichaels will be doing a fried chicken commercial the team consists of morgan mcmichaels of course raven sahara sonique and tyra sanchez the commercial is going to have a comedic country vibe to it because it's fried chicken and fish i guess each queen is assigned a country type character and for the sake of time and confusing all of you I won't go through who plays what, but each team consists of a granny-type character, a baby, uh, the sexy southern belle, the chain-smoking mama, and the chicken, as in a chicken costume. The big concerns are lines, which I uh, can empathize with because learning lines are not easy, especially when you only have less than a week to prep it while also doing everything a drag queen has to do as in makeup, costume, hair, tucking their dicks. And uh, what I will mention is that Raven is going to be playing the chicken. I mention it because she makes a fuss about it. Uh, Not a crazy fuss like Tyra did last week when she wasn't picked uh, for Pandora's team, but she clearly isn't happy about it. And uh, for Team Morgan, no. Raven is on Team Morgan. Jessica Wild also plays the Chicken for Team Mystique. The concern for her is that she struggles with her English because English isn't her first language, and there's a lot of lines for the Chicken. In the workroom, all the Queens are doing their thing. When Rue comes to add a twist, this is after a while. All the teams, all the Queens have been learning their lines, working out, you know, what they're gonna do. She comes in. Rue comes in and switches the scripts on the teams so now team mcmorgan uh mcmorgan what am i talking about team mcmichaels or morgan mcmichaels will be doing fried fish filet and team mystique will now be doing fried chicken that means they have to relearn all their lines that's pretty shady rupaul During the commercial shoot, both teams struggled, but the queens who struggled the most were Raven as the chicken. Uh, She just has a very monotone kind of deadpan vibe about her and the chicken. They wanted it to be very wild. Um, Tatiana, I thought, struggled as the baby and Mystique struggled as the grandmother The standouts to me in the the commercial shoot were Sonique as the mom and Jessica Wilde as the chicken. I honestly was not a fan of this particular skit, uh, commercial, but either way, it doesn't matter. Commercial and comedy challenges are a big part of most of the season or seasons, and it's damn hard to do. So, you know, this is the challenge that Rue makes them do and props to them for taking on the challenge. That was a pretty quick ma- uh, run-through of the main challenge because it's really hard to describe the commercial. You kind of have to watch it, so I'm not even going to attempt to describe the commercial. Uh, runway category is country couture or country realness. The regular judges, Merle Ginsberg and Santino Rice, of course, are there. Special guest judges are actress Kathy Najimi and country singer Tanya Tucker. The runway standouts to me were Sonique, when I think country star, the look that Sonique wore on the runway is what I think of: <laughs> black cowgirl hat, tight black pants, black crop top, and black stiletto boots. I thought I thought they were um, not. I thought they were cowboy boots, but when I watched it again to make sure, they were stilettos. So, eh, that's fine. Jujubee um, also stood out to me when I think country music fan. They look like Juju I, I know I'm completely wrong because I don't watch you know, country music videos or anything. I don't go to country music concerts. Um, she had on a red and white gingham crop top, short jean shorts, a straw cowgirl hat, and she did have cowgirl boots. And the other standout was Tyra Sanchez. She came out looking like a Southern Belle from the 50s. Uh, not that I lived in the 50s. And then she took off her skirt to reveal a jean skirt underneath. uh, And then she used her skirt as an upper body shawl. Santino even said that most of the queens struggled to come up with one outfit, let alone three. My least favorites of the week were Mystique. She basically wore a pantsuit outfit, but without the jacket. She didn't have on a cowgirl hat even, um, or anything that indicated that it was a country look. The judges were definitely not pleased, But Mystique's reasoning or excuse was that she took country couture as in how her friends dress back home when they go to the mall or when they're out and about. I guess it could be mistaken as that, even though the other queens all were doing the um, or going with the country bumpkin vibe. I guess she could have stood out if her outfit was more couture or fashion forward. But it was literally black pants and a purple blouse. And the same purple blouse that she wore uh, during the commercial shoot at that. So the judges were none too pleased. Tanya Tucker tried to help her out by saying that uh, Mystique's makeup looked great and that she thought Mystique was a real woman on the runway. But that didn't boost her chances at all. My other least favorite for the week was Morgan McMichaels. I didn't like her outfit it was kind of like an oversized black top and and black pants i think she was wearing cow cowgirl boots but her runway walk is really funky to me i'm i'm not saying that walking a runway is easy at all but she has this fast choppy walk that looks really weird to me and so that just takes me out of the the moment i guess yeah. Spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the episode and don't want to know who wins and who goes home, I suggest you stop here. The queens who were safe this week were Jessica Wilde, who the judges gave a lot of props to, Sonique, Jujubi, Tatiana, Pandora, who Santino read um, her outfit as too childish and costumey, and Sahara. So that means the winner of this week's challenge was Tyra Sanchez, The judges loved her portrayal as uh, the baby who Tyra says she thought of her son um, for inspiration, and clearly they liked her runway look. So, lip-syncing to I Hear You Knocking by Winona Judd will be Raven again versus Mystique. And uh, I'm going to cut to the chase. Shantae, Raven stays. Mystique sashayed away. The vibe that I got um, from Raven was that She really imbued or embodied the song. Um, She also looked really hot. You got to think Marilyn Monroe, but in short jean shorts, red heels, and a cropped blouse, I guess you would call it. Anyway, she she really did embody the song, and she really wanted to stay. You could really see it in the performance. While Mystique struggled to do so, I also don't think it helped that her outfit was pretty basic. Um, Maybe that could take the judges out. Uh, But yeah, we say goodbye to Mystique this week. These are the things that stood out to me. I didn't like when Raven took the dig at Mystique for being a big girl in the mini challenge. And I get that one, Raven either chose to be the villain of the season, or two, they edited in a way to make Raven the villain, or three, Raven is just a straight up dick. And in reality shows, they often need a rabble rouser, uh, a drama queen, right? But the broader takeaway for me is that we already currently live in a world where bullying is on the rise in our politics from mostly the right, I think all the right, really domestic terrorist groups such as the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, you know, to far right groups such as Moms for Liberty and even in some evangelical churches. That's just ass backwards to me. Because when we watch movies, we're not supposed to root for the bullies. They're just a bunch of jackasses. We're not supposed to root for them, let alone be them. So I just, I didn't like that Raven was picking on Mystique for for being um, overweight. You know, people struggle with that. And and to poke fun at it, it, it's just not a cool thing to do. And to piggyback off of that, Mystique says that people think words don't hurt, but when you hear it every day, you know, she just scoffed, and I, I want you, my listeners, to think of whatever your insecurity is, whether it's your weight, your height, your looks, you know, your financial situation, whatever that you are insecure about that you give yourself a hard time about all the time. Now, Ooh, I don't know if you hear my stomach growling, but it's growling. Now, imagine people poke fun or make fun of you for that insecurity every single day, all the time. That sucks. That's got to suck. You know, I have my insecurities, but I'm lucky enough to have people around me who are supportive of me and, and snap me out of it. But if I'm hearing it from all directions all the time, And I don't have a a good support system. Man, I I can see why people are depressed more now than ever. You know, imagine you're going through your normal day-to-day shit that you're dealing with. And then you also have to deal with people poking fun of you for your insecurities. Like I said, your weight, your height, whatever the case may be. So don't pick on people. People. I think we're on a Mystique theme today for this episode. But in the workroom, they're talking about their first time in drag. And that part is always my favorite to hear from all the queens. But what stood out to me was when Mystique said that she started to do drag professionally because she was told she was cute in drag. And she also said that she'd never been told that she was cute as a boy. For all my straight guys listening out there, tell me you don't understand what I'm talking about. Unless you're a fashion model or some leading man type guy, or you're just extremely good looking, even then though, you know, guys don't usually have to deal with the male gaze or harassment the way women do. And because we don't have to deal with lecherous catcalls all day long, I feel like when we get compliments about our looks, it's welcomed. Obviously not if it's creepy. I know for me, all throughout junior high and high school, I was never told that I was cute by anyone. It wasn't until much later that I did um, hear it. Not all the time or anything crazy, but, you know, it was nice and I wasn't sure what to do with it, but it was definitely a confidence booster. This was Mystique's reasoning and I love that. You know, she admits that, hey, I'm doing it because I get complimented for it. People have different reasons for why they do what they do, why they are in drag, why they started drag. But for Mystique, it was that, you know, her insecurities as a, as a man, she wasn't getting compliments from people. But as Mystique, she was told that she was beautiful. And so she took it and she, she ran with it. And this is all to say in a, you know, y'all know me, I ramble, but this is all to say that Male, female, non-binary, straight, queer, whatever. We all deal with our own insecurities. And if we as straight folks, um, straight men in particular, can understand that about the queer community, it can make you a better person. The other thing or another thing that stood out to me was Jessica Wild. She was able to stand out during the commercial shoot. She didn't let the language barrier hold her back. She pushed through because she understood that being on RuPaul's Drag Race was an opportunity. That's commendable because I'm the son of refugees. My parents came here after the Vietnam War. English wasn't their first language. They worked hard. They um, became successful. And I don't mean successful as in rich. I mean that they built a new life here in America despite the barriers, despite the racism, despite the hate, despite the insurmountable odds, as do many immigrant families do to this day. And we should recognize and celebrate that, not demonize it. A lot of that shit is going on nowadays, too. So not only bullying, you know, queer folks, but like I was saying, big folks Immigrants, it's just ridiculous. And that shit needs to stop. And the last thing that stood out to me was um it warms my heart when I see supporters of the LGBTQ community like Tanya Tucker from The Country Music World. She's been a long time ally, and I can only imagine the flack she's gotten for being outspoken about it in the country music scene. Same goes for um country music artists, her name is Marin Morris. I've never heard of her and the chicks formerly known as the Dixie chicks. You've got these women who have a platform in a world that isn't usually known, at least not stereotypically. So for supporting the LGBTQ community, but these women don't give a shit. They're willing to lose fans and support um, this community. And in this day and age, I'm sure they're receiving death threats online and, 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 who knows what else so kudos to them for sticking up for for the queer community it takes a lot of courage to do that as well and um speaking of supporting the queer community i i want to end this episode with a quote from charles barkley the former suns basketball star and now um analyst on nba on tnt apparently he was at a bar in lake tahoe And he offered to buy everybody a Bud Light because Bud Light is currently being hated on for showing some support, you know, to trans women um, or the trans community in general, really. Um, It was followed when he said that he was going to buy Bud Light for everybody. It was followed by cheers and, of course, boos. And the quote I want to end with is his response to the boos. Quote, hey, let me tell you something. All you rednecks or assholes who don't want to drink Bud Light, fuck y'all. Hey, y'all can cancel me. Hey, I ain't worried about getting canceled because let me tell you something. If y'all fire me and give me all that money, I'm going to be playing golf every fucking day. So listen, as I said last night, if you're gay, God bless you. If you're trans, God bless you. And if you have a problem with him, fuck you. Charles Barkley instantly became my favorite analyst on NBA on TNT. That's it for this week's episode. I'm going to ask you all a favor. You know what's coming. If you're enjoying Straight Guy Queer Eye, please share it with five people you know. Give it a rating on your podcast app. You can also follow Straight Guy Queer Eye on Instagram at sgqe podcast. You can follow me on my personal Instagram at yen. I'd love to hear from you, so please send comments, suggestions, and feedback to sgqepodcast at gmail.com. Remember, be human, be kind.